episode is brought to you by Teamy Blends. Teamy Blends is a tea and wellness company with amazing detox loose leaf teas and other incredible products. You guys know I am super picky about the brands I work with, and I am seriously so impressed by Teamy Blends. Their ingredients are all hand-selected and ethically sourced with super high-quality stuff. Like they use kaffir lime that helps detoxify the blood, and they also have stuff like Yerba Mate that boosts energy and improves mental focus to valerian root that reduces anxiety and stress. I am all about high-quality and ethically sourced shit, you guys, and Teamy Blends does that the work and it's girl boss founded too, which, you know, I'm all about. I personally have been loving their 30 day detox and have been feeling so much less bloated and super, super high energy because of it. So check it out. You can go to teamyblends.com. That's T E A M I blends. Um, and use the code L Y F Y L that's short for live your fuck yes life for 15% off your purchase. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things health, wellness, self-care, and real talk. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, health coach, actor, and badass extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought with some serious real talk to help you find your passion, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to episode 36. Holy shizballs. <laughs> Happy Thursday, you guys. I hope you are having an amazing, amazing week. It is the start to all things autumn, at least in Chicago, and I am feeling the crisp air. I'm feeling the desire for all things pumpkin and watching Hocus Pocus 24-7. It's my favorite movie of all time, and if you can relate, then we're probably best friends, and you should just tell me that on Instagram because I would be so happy, um, but I hope you guys are having an amazing amazing week. I'm so pumped to share this conversation with you. Um, it definitely took a direction I did not anticipate, which is my favorite thing on the planet. And I'm really, really, really pumped to share that with you guys. But before I do, I want to shout out this week's uh, review of the week or uh, Insta post of the week. Um, and this goes to Kara.chumbly on Instagram. And she was um, mentioning episode 34, um, and she said, what a lovely way to start the day. Thanks, Amanda Catherine Loy, um, for the shout out. Um, I'm so, 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 so glad you love the episode, my friend. And thank you guys so much for sharing on Instagram um, and leaving reviews on iTunes. It means the absolute freaking world to me. All right. So today on the podcast, I have... The amazing, amazing Erin. And she is really cool. She has a super cool job, you guys. She's a private chef and she's also a health coach um, for driven women who are done with food stress and want to stop spinning their wheels when it comes to their health. Um, she's a ninja with veggies, a cat enthusiast, and super passionate about showing people just how delicious and effortless healthy eating can be. Um, she got her um, certificate in nutrition nutrition program, specifically holistic nutrition. And we talk about a lot of things, you guys, from like finding your group to the kitchen, in the kitchen, to really talking about how we should be focusing on how we want to feel instead of living in the extremes, um, and talking about internal health, all those fantastic, beautiful things. Um, but my favorite part of this conversation, and we dive a lot into this, is her experience coming out of holistic nutrition school and how it negatively impacted her relationship with food. Um, but also just 
what that process was like for her with her own health um, and how she started, um, you know, applying that to her clients at first. It's so interesting because I feel like wellness has become this trend, right? Um, At least in in my world, in a lot of places, you know, everyone and their mother is like, I want to become a health coach, which is amazing. And I honestly think that becoming a coach has been something that has helped me stay true to my own health. You know, obviously, yes, I am a contributing factor in helping my clients get results and, and really, really breaking free of that diet mentality and, and focusing on fueling themselves from the inside out. Um, but you know, almost more so for that, it's helped me stay on my own path with healthy eating. Um, but not all programs are, you know, made to be the same. And I actually didn't, didn't go through a traditional, um, you know, nutrition program like she has. I, um, have a certificate in emotional eating, um, course, and that's what I focus on mostly with my clients, but that was not at all, um, geared on you need to eat this and you can't eat that. And this is a good food and this is a bad food in categories. And, a lot of programs, not all, but a lot of programs focus on that because yes, the, the, you know, the reality of it is that there are some foods that are just filled with better nutritious things than you. Um, but if you're coming from a background of any struggle with emotional eating, disordered eating, which I know I do. Um, and I know a lot of you guys also have that. Um, it can be really, really, really detrimental to then start working with a nutritionist or go through a program that teaches you about, the fact that you just have like certain foods are just, or food groups even are just off the table completely. Um, and we dive into that in full focus and I don't want to dive into that anymore because we you'd so beautifully talk about it on this podcast. But if you are someone who is thinking about going into um, a nutrition program or working with a nutritionist, um, just be really mindful of these things because it's really important to have that awareness and know that not everything you read is going to be impactful or everything that, that someone tells you that you even work with as a coach standpoint is going to be impactful for you. We're all individual and we need to make sure we are creating a support system for ourselves that is reflective of that so without further ado here is today's episode hey Erin welcome to the podcast hi thanks for having me oh my goodness I'm so pumped you guys Erin and I have been like connected for just a couple weeks now and I have gone into the deep dive of stalking (laughs) online which you guys can obviously do too if you want to check out the show notes and you definitely should um but I just feel like your approach to wellness is so different than what I see uh, with so many other, you know, quote unquote coaches or anyone in the nutrition world. And I just think it's really cool, like the, your approach to cooking and how you've kind of melded all your loves into one thing. And so I just think it's super badass. And I just, yeah, I'm so excited to share what has gotten to you to where you are at today with everyone listening and also like your tips and tricks and, and the things that you really love and, um, and sharing that with, with our audience. Cause my gals love, love wellness and love really being able to support their immune systems and their insides, um, in a really, really awesome way. Um, and cooking is one of those things for me that I feel like I used to suck royally at and it's taken a lot of work to get to a good place so I'm excited to hear your stuff so before we dive into that though like introduce yourself share kind of how you've gotten to where you are um and let's dive in yeah so my name is Erin Spandich um I am a health coach and private chef and I work with like a lot of mindset stuff as well 
Um, my health journey has definitely been an interesting one, but I guess to give you kind of the Cliff's Note version, um, I had gotten started, like I'd never really paid any attention to my food at all, like really just kind of ate like a normal teenager or whatever. And I remember I was traveling um, after I'd finished university and it was like, I was hanging out with hippies. So they were like getting me on like the juices and mm-hmm. everything. And that was kind of my first taste of like, oh, food can make me feel really, really good. Um, and I wish I could say like, that was it. And all of a sudden I like just switched over to mm-hmm. eating perfectly, but there was definitely some ups and downs with, um, figuring out the inner work. Cause I definitely had a lot of food stress and a lot of that kind of stuff going on. So I kind of went over the journey. I ended up getting my, um, culinary nutrition certificate and starting to work in some health coaching started playing around in the kitchen and kind of just melding all these things that I had sort of learned, like doing my own mindset work and bringing that in, bringing in the nutrition piece, bringing in the cooking piece and kind of just creating this, this lovely little business that I've got going on now. Yeah. I love it so much. And I, I just think that so often in the wellness space, like there's, there's missing links, you know, like obviously I do what I do, but I see so many women in the space, like not really focusing on the full picture. And it's just this like tiny ass subsect, which, you know, in some cases is so, so awesome. But I think, I think it's so fantastic that you're incorporating cooking and your culinary love into stuff, because I feel like so often it's like, here's a meal plan, but there's nothing like beyond that, that is exciting. And I know as someone who really struggled with, like my husband loves to cook. And so I, you know, he, he, he does that for, for my family, which is great. <laughs> That's so um, awesome. <laughs> you know, but, and like, I'm, I like to test recipes and I like to get creative in the kitchen. Um, but that's taken me a lot of time and like seven years of being on this wellness journey to find like, you know, maybe 20 recipes that really <laughs> vibe with me. Um, so I just think that's so awesome that you've, you've melded that love, like your culinary love into also your wellness love. So what exactly does that look like? Like, what do you do on the weekly? Like, how do you, how do you navigate that with your clients, that kind of stuff? Yeah. So I definitely, I'm kind of a little bit all over the place. I do a few different things. So in terms of private chefing, I really like to, like, I like to have really good relationships. I don't just like pop in and pop out. I definitely have really, really close working relationships and like long-term clients. So my private chefing is very, like we find what's going to work for them. So some of them are, you know, I've got like an athlete, I've got some um, people who are in like media and really busy. So we really dive into like, what are your schedules? What foods are going to work for you? And I just like, I love showing people how their like favorite comfort foods can be kind of healthified. That's my jam. Mm. So I like, I love working with people who have like food sensitivities or like have, you know, certain things that they really want to incorporate, but they're like, Oh, but I also love lasagna. And I also love this. So for like a chunk of my week, I'm working with them and creating new recipes around that. And I shouldn't even say creating recipes because I'm mainly just like making magic in the kitchen. I yeah. suck at writing recipes. <laughs> Whenever I have to do it, I'm like, oh God, I don't know. I like put a, a pinch of this and then I kind of taste it. And then I'm like, what could I use some lemon? What could I use? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's part of my week. And then I also do the health coaching side, which I do. Um, it's all just remote and that's more the mindset work. So I definitely work with women who are 
um, they're kind of over the diet stuff and they're done with the food stress, but they still have health goals. Like they still want to make improvements and they want to make change, but they just, they can't do another cleanse. They can't do Mm -hmm. another meal plan. So we work together to figure out their nutrition piece, but then also like really dig into the mindset work. Cause that's where the big change comes from. You know, like that's where my big change came from was really doing that inside work. Um, so I'm like, love, love, love my coaching clients as yeah, well. <laughs> I totally resonate. I feel like we, we have similar approaches when it comes to that. Cause I think you hear health and fitness and you just immediately go, okay, I'm going to do a workout and I'm going to eat well, whatever that means. <laughs> I'm going to eat clean, which I fucking hate that statement, but it's like, clean you know, it, that's, that's kind of what you, uh, at least I, I, for years just assumed it was, but it really, the inner work is everything. If you're not doing the inner work and if you haven't set up those tools for yourself and are constantly like checking in, whether it's with a coach or a community or your accountability friend or whatever, um, on those tools, like you're, you're going to have really, really tough time keeping consistent with that. And that has been the game changer for myself too, on my own journey and my clients too. So I'm curious though, how did you, how did you even get into this in the first place? Like, obviously you said like your health was kind of like a rocky journey, but what inspired you to make this your career? I feel like you have to have a love for this. Um, and often it's rooted in like our own healing. So I'm just curious, it's like, what kind of got you here? Yeah. I mean, I had always kind of had a very, like when I say I had a rocky relationship with my health, it wasn't so much my physical health. It was definitely my relationship with like food and body. Like I always just felt like from the youngest age, it's weird how far back we can look and think about the things. Like I remember being in elementary school and thinking about food stress mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was just for so long, I literally just thought, you know, oh, this is just always going to be a thing. I'm always going to have to, you know, make sure I'm not eating too much. And it was never, it was never like healthy. The relationship I had with food, I never trusted my body. I never trusted food. I just assumed this would always be a stressful thing. And when I started to actually like eat things that were you know, whole foods and kind of more natural foods and stuff, I was like, oh, like, not only does this make me feel better physically, but mentally, like a lot of anxiety and that kind of stuff started improving. So like, I think originally, and honestly, I wish that I could say like, oh, and then I got that food was just the answer. But I think Mm -hmm. in a way, I almost came to it to control food more, (laughs) you know, like at first, because I just had such a controlling relationship with food. And I was like, oh, this is just like, basically another version, but it's under the holistic brand. It's under the natural brand. So, you know, this is great. So that's how I first kind of came into it. But the more I started playing with it, the more I started actually getting in the kitchen and having fun, because I was the same. I used to have to follow recipes like I could not play in the kitchen at all. It's been years of like having fun with that. But as I actually started to get in the kitchen, I think, and I think that comes with a little bit of like just getting a little bit older too and starting to realize this is not the relationship I want to have. I don't want to be like these foods that are making me feel so good. I don't want to be manipulating my, you know, appetite and restricting my food, like food, maybe it wants to work with me and maybe my body wants to work with me. And once I kind of started seeing that side of things, Mm -hmm. I think that's where my passion went like, full on because I've always been interested in food and nutrition (laughs) like you know especially I think having a relationship where you obsess over these things yeah you get really into them but it was when I started to understand like oh it doesn't have to be this way I was like okay I need to this needs to be a thing like healthy food gets to me be amazing we get to work with our bodies and that was just like obsessed I started I was working in 
um, like commercial finance at, at the time. And I was like mm. sending out little like daily newsletters to like friends and families just being like, you should try this. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it was an, an evolving thing, but really just, I mean, I love food so much and being able to marry that with feeling so good and feeling confident and feeling healthy was just kind of, it became a no brainer. <laughs> I love that you keep talking about the way you feel because I think I, it's so interesting because I feel like either I follow or am surrounded by women on social media or just in life who are either like super against the like healthy living approach because they've had such a negative relationship with it in the past and spent years dieting or were binge eaters and like, hello, I'm raising my hand. Like this was me. Um, and so like they move far away from that space because it's triggering for them. And instead they're like, I'm going to eat all the things I want. And a lot of that tends to be, you know, on the maybe less healthy train. Um, And so it's like either you have that approach or you have the women who are obsessive about health and are counting calories, are like eating what I call bird food. And it's like they're not focusing on how they want to feel, but it's more like trying to get results and Mm -hmm. searching for this healthy and happy version of themselves that they think they're going to be once they hit a size two or fit into those jeans that they fit into in high school or whatever. And so I I love that you're talking about the way you want to feel because I think that's the missing link. Like, and that is what I have been such a proponent for myself and my clients for so long. It's like, fuck the extremes. Like, you know, like let's find a middle ground where we're actually genuinely caring about our health, like our internal health. It's not about the way I look. I'm 15 pounds heavier than when I was at my skinniest right now. Like I don't really weigh myself. So I genuinely probably, I maybe I'm more than that, but like last time (laughs) I got weighed by a doctor, I was 15 pounds heavier and the old Amanda would have been like, well, you gotta go on that cleanse and you know, time to like ramp up your workouts And instead I'm like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, I'm going to meal prep for three hours in the kitchen and I'm going to, you know, like eat clean all week. And it's like, I call bullshit. Like, why don't we focus on how we want to feel? I feel better than I ever have right now. And like, I have cellulite, like I am not a super, super like, like completely like picture perfect human and I, you know, eat junk food, but I also eat really well most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's that like spectrum. Like you said, there's people who are like only focused on the physical and not really looking inwards. And then there's the people who, you know, are like, oh, F that because they are triggered by it. And the thing is like, I've always had a little bit of a a problem with people who want to go all the way to intuitive eating when they twist it to, oh, my intuition is like, oh, I'm craving spring rolls today. I'm craving this today. Mm -hmm. I'm craving this. And to me, intuitive eating should be tapping it, like getting outside of our brains and Mm -hmm. actually tapping into our bodies because our bodies want us to feel good. So are our bodies really telling us to eat spring rolls every single day? No. Are our bodies asking us to eat pizza every single day? No, because that doesn't feel good. And so- I like for me, intuitive eating is really tapping in and asking. And for sure, some days I bought like pizza sounds really freaking good and I'm going to eat it and drink the fuck out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I wouldn't feel good eating that every day. And I know like it doesn't have to be a thing the next day. If you know you eat pizza one night, the next day it's not like, oh, I have to, you know, 
makeup for that or like hit the gym or make sure I eat really clean or whatever. It's just like, no, now my intuition is naturally going to lead me to some more greens and some more, you know, water and stuff today. Cause I know that makes me feel good. It has not like, I'm not telling myself a story about the pizza. Just like, I'm not telling myself a story about the greens. Like it's just what makes me feel good right then. And I think our bodies are a lot freaking smarter than we give them credit for it. If we would just stop fighting them all the time. Yeah. I love that. And, but here's a question. Cause I know this is something I struggled with a lot. You know, it's like in the moment eating a pizza feels great right? In the moment, eating a a cookie, like a giant ass cookie, the size of your head, you're like, oh man, this is awesome. You're getting that sugar rush, right? Mm -hmm. But then later on, if you're anything like me, if you have a gluten intolerance, you feel like crap (laughs) after you eat pizza. Like literally your body's like, fuck you. Um, Or I know I get like really bad headaches when when I eat junk food now. And it's like my body, but my body is also used to eating really healthy like nutrient dense foods now but it didn't used to be and when I would spend hours binging like I could do that and it's Mm -hmm. like my body had learned to be able to navigate that or like sustain that so for someone who has maybe never really like been on the healthy wagon or struggles with finding that balance like how how do you even know how you how to listen (laughs) You know, like yeah, that's something oh, 100%. I know I Like, because when you're first getting started, like your body's telling you all sorts of things. <laughs> I think the first thing is getting really clear on what you truly want. Like, and this can take, I think this is probably the hardest work of all because so often we just want to go immediately to the, oh, I want to lose weight or I want to look better in my jeans or this and that and that. And getting really clear on not those kind of goals, but how do I want to feel? So if you, you know, really tap in, like, I really want to feel peace around food. I really want to feel confidence, um, like in my, in myself Mm -hmm. and really coming back to that piece first and doing that kind of stuff. And then in terms of the listening to your body, yeah, you might need a bit of guidance to get started. You need to start with those, you know, like really basic things, like adding in more water, adding in some more vegetables, getting some good sleep, but you can let it be simple. So for sure, you might not trust your body right off the bat. And I get that because I spent years and years thinking my body was out to get me. Um, But for me and for like my clients as well, I think it really is like getting clear on what is the true feeling I want to have. And for me, it was really just, I want to feel some freaking peace around this because Mm -hmm. I was so stressed out all the time. And then just starting with the simple things like I know. And for me, obviously, I was like, you know, studying nutrition as I was doing this. So that was helpful. But starting with the basics, not overcomplicating it and being really, really gentle with yourself and just starting to ask, like even say, you know, you go for the pizza and an hour later you have that really bad stomach ache, like making note of that and be like, Mm -hmm. and not beating yourself up, be like, oh, now I feel like crap. But actually being like, okay, like, thank you for letting me know that this isn't making me feel that good right now. And like, I appreciate you communicating with me. So starting slow and just trying to listen, like mindful eating is really, really helpful to actually paying attention to your food. Yeah. Um, but it's a process and it takes practice. And I think above all, having compassion for yourself during it and understanding you will get to a point where you can have more of that trust and you can listen in more, but start slow, be gentle. (laughs) What are some of those basic steps that you would suggest? Like if someone were to come to you today and be like, Hey, like I need to get closer to this, this healthy living. Like what are some of those basic steps you would recommend? Well, like I said, definitely like just making sure you're drinking lots of water. And I always like to go for adding in before you, especially if you've had a lot of diet stress or, you know, you're very triggered by anything that's like elimination diet or anything Mm -hmm, like that, mm -hmm. start adding in. So add in the vegetables and find things you like. If you don't like 
plain chicken breasts and spinach salads. Don't, don't choose eat that. them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Like start, you know, looking for some ways you can incorporate veggies. Like if you know you love Brussels, like roasted Brussels sprouts or that kind of thing. Mm, my favorite. Okay. I'm like doing a little dance, you guys. I I know. <laughs> um, so like finding things that you like and adding in. So the water, some veggies, getting some good protein and healthy fat in there and start with the adding in. Like those are probably my favorite actual tangible things. And then also having a bit of a mindfulness practice can be so, so helpful. And I know that's not on the food side, but actually paying a little bit of attention to your meals, seeing what you like, seeing what makes you feel good and satisfied. I always like to say like, if you can go into it with the energy of your like your own anthropologist and it's an experiment and it's playful, it gets a lot easier. It doesn't feel like, oh, I have so far to go. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. let's see what can make me feel really good today. Do you so re- yeah. Yeah. Do you recommend like having a food journal so that you can take note of that and kind of get curious or do you feel like that's a triggering thing? I think it totally depends on the person. I think for some people it can be, if you can be detached from it and not have any judgment around it, mm-hmm. then a food journal can be super helpful. But for a lot of people, especially if you've been on like the, my fitness pal for, oh my or like counting macros or yeah. counting calories, a food journal might be really difficult for you at first. So it can be more of a, like for me and for a lot of my clients, it's more like you can do reflections at the end of the day and be like, okay, like this was making me feel good, but it's not a tracking of anything. Like the second you start to put the judgment on there, I always like to say like, drop it like a freaking hot pan. Cause like, <laughs> just step away. I love that. So I think just being mindful throughout the day can start you. And then if you get to a point where you're actually starting to, you know, dial in on some food sensitivities or that, then you can come back to it. But if you're first getting started out and just coming off of a ton of calorie counting or that kind of stuff, mm. let it be a little bit more intuitive and just be reflective about it throughout your days. Yeah. Do you feel like a lot of people that you see have food sensitivities? I feel like the past five years, like everyone and their mother ha- is sensitive to something when it comes to their food. And oh I'm just like, gosh. it's crazy to me. Yes. And this is something I'm still honestly, I feel. I'm still working through my own feelings around food sensitivities right now because you go into holistic nutrition and like, I mean, for anybody who's been through holistic nutrition, but also just everything that's online now, all the things that are talked about, it's gluten is the devil and dairy Mm -hmm. is, you know, going to kill you and this and that and that. And I honestly had so much dogma coming out of nutrition school that I was like, okay, I can't touch this, 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 and this because it will literally murder me. (laughs) And like, they just drill it in. And you do see a lot of food sensitivities now. And I think there is something to be said for, you know, the quality of our food and our environmental factors, but there also, um, some of it I think might not necessarily for myself. I am playing with like introducing a few things that I maybe thought was the devil before (laughs) and like starting to try as like the further you go down the rabbit hole with the intuition and trusting your body I think the more you start to question the dogma that gets pushed at you Mm. so while I'm not saying like food sensitivities are absolutely rampant but if you just cut things out just for the sake of cutting them out like for the longest time I was like oh you know dairy is just murdering me and while I still don't want to have a ton of it in my diet I'm playing around with the idea of like is this piece of cheese actually making me feel terrible Yeah. or is it okay on my body? So I think there's a little bit of both. You do want to be very aware of your digestion and take good care of your health. But just because, you know, an expert tells you that all these foods are the worst thing in the world, I wouldn't necessarily just cut them all out of your diet 
just because they say that. <laughs> right. Well, and I think it's kind of bullshit to me because we're all made differently. And so the way we process things, I love that we say process the same way. Like you guys, we're both Canadian. So everyone, <laughs> everyone on here that's from America is like, why are they saying process like this? But literally, how are we supposed to say it? Process is how Americans oh. say it. And and my husband makes fun of me all the time for saying process, but I don't care because it's how you say it. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to be really sorry. <laughs> But like, I just think that it's this crazy thing that we're, you know, like there are all these rules, right. That you're reading online and you go into like trying to be healthy and it's like, okay, well this person's saying that you have to do this and cut out this and like not eat this and then, but eat more of this. And it's just like, I call bullshit. Like, I think that it's a hundred percent individual and that the way that we can really figure out what we need is to, you're right. Like listen to our body's cues. Right. And for two years I quit out, I cut out dairy because a, I was told I shouldn't eat dairy <laughs> and B, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was also told by, um, by my, um, oh my gosh, the people that do skin. I cannot think of their uh, names right now. Dermatologist. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I was told by my dermatologist that sometimes dairy causes eczema and I had a really, really awful bout of eczema. Like pretty much all the time since I've been like five years old. And so I cut out dairy and I was just like, it's going to cure it. Of course it didn't. Um, but you know, I've been eating dairy now. Like I love cheese. I eat yogurt. Like, you know, I love me some dairy. Um, and I just think it, it fits well with my body. Gluten on the other hand is something that my skin is really sensitive to and eliminating gluten was what cured my eczema, which is crazy, but also not because I know it's an inflammatory thing. And there are a lot of, you know, pesticides that are incorporated into a lot of gluten things in the United States and blah, 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 blah. Right. But it's like, ultimately gluten could be totally fine for you and gluten could be totally not fine. And you have to go through this process. So I just think that that's, I think that's so interesting that you felt coming out of nutrition school, like, you had all of these things that you couldn't do. Like I've, it's so, I've never had like, or never spoken to like a nutritionist who's been so like honest about that, that it's like, it's very, I don't know. So strict in that way. I I'm, I'm, it's almost like its own dog, like it's its own diet dogma. Like, you know, like I love that you own the dairy thing. Cause I remember like, it's only been recently that I've been like, can I maybe eat yogurt? And I was like, it's weird. All the emotions you go through, even though I don't have like the food stress piece or anything like that anymore. But those same things start getting wired in about healthy food. And I 100% agree that every individual is different. Like I hate when people ask me, what should I eat? And what should I not eat? And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that's, that's a very in like complex question, right? Because everybody is different. And yeah. yeah, for me, like, honestly, having Greek yogurt for the first time in like, li- years, years, I was like, am I gonna die? <laughs> this is so terrifying and understanding that oh like that didn't do anything like Mm -hmm. it didn't make me feel terrible there are certain things that don't make me feel great with dairy that I was like oh this is this is okay and it was terrifying so it's so interesting like there's I sometimes work with some new nutritionists and help them out with a few of their things and it's so interesting looking back because I almost get that snapshot into what it was like when you come out and you're like okay so you need to cut out this 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 and this immediately because they're going to murder you (laughs) and all that like it's it creates more food stress in a place where really aren't we trying to look at the whole body and inside and out um creating more drama for people especially you know for women who have done the diet stuff sometimes holistic nutrition just becomes another form of a diet it just is reframed in a in a prettier package that's so interesting it makes me think about because so many people go through nutrition programs because they're advocates for healthy living 
Mm-hmm. But then I wonder, it's like, okay, you start working with a nutritionist because you think you're going to be able to heal yourself. But it's like, they also have all this stuff. And I know a lot of nutritionists personally or resident dietitians who have serious eating disorders, serious eating disorders. And it's it like would shock then, people how many people have disordered eating going into nutrition pro- programs. But, but like, then they're telling people how to heal their bodies. And it's like, you don't even know how to kill your body. And mm-hmm. and you've not gotten to the other side. So how are you, how are you teaching that? Like, I... Do you feel like, okay, and I, we're totally getting off. I did not expect to talk to you about this, but I find it so fascinating. Do you feel like these programs are perpetuating like the cycle that so many women are living in and feeling like not like there are these things that are unsafe and like perpetuating the diet cycle? I think they can be like, cause I don't want anybody to think that I'm saying like, oh, nutrition, you know, holistic nutrition stuff is garbage. Cause it's not, I think they provide a lot of great information. And I love that they look at the whole body, but I think there is that missing piece. Um, of looking at the individual and doing some, like looking at some of the internal stuff as well, because if you just make these hard and fast rules, like people aren't fitting into this cookie cutter. So just because holistic nutrition is branded as like, Oh, it's your whole body. We're really digging deep into things. Um, they still create just as many rules. And I think some programs are probably worse than others, but there needs to be that added piece of, looking at the individual and really making sure that their students and who are going to become practitioners know to look into that because I know far too many people who come out of nutrition school and are so cut and dry with what they will tell their clients. And I'm like, that's not necessarily helpful to every individual. And it's, it's a little bit sad to see. And honestly, I came out of nutrition school thinking I had to do meal plans that were free of this, 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 and this, like I didn't really know to dive deeper Um, so yeah, I think it definitely can be problematic if you don't already have an underlying idea of, I need to still look at that bigger Mm -hmm. picture. I need to do some of the mindset work. Um, cause if you go into it being like, oh, this is just going to be a great way to fix all my food stress. It might give you more food stress. (laughs) Wow. So many things to ponder. (laughs) Right. I've been like thinking about this for a little while, especially as like wellness becomes, I mean, wellness is like a thing everywhere now it's you know like that's it's um it's the new like status symbol is basically how far are you taking your wellness you know like goop and all these kind of things it's become the new like oh like this is my athleisure wear that I spent so much money on and these are the Mm -hmm. juice cleanses I do and how far you take your wellness is a new status symbol for people but we need to take a moment and actually ask what are our intentions are we actually taking really good care of our health do we need to go this far to feel our best. And for some people, that is absolutely a great path for them, but it creates this ideal that isn't necessary for everyone. Right. Yeah, And it doesn't feel, I don't know, it doesn't feel attainable or also, or also, um, just like, yeah, you're right. Like not everyone needs the same thing. And I think that's what we're saying is that there's such, there's this, there's this constant pressure to like do this or do that because we're being told by like our favorite Instagram, whatever, that that's what they're doing. And so it's like, oh, well, if they're doing that, they're obviously happy. So I'm going to do that, you know? And I think that's where we really fall short as individuals. Like we also have Mm -hmm. to be our own advocate and know that, you know, not everything we're hearing is true, right? Like we live in this world where we have so much information at our fingertips on all friends, not just wellness. You know, we have to be smart about it and, and actually ask ourselves, like, does this resonate with my values? Is this what I want to do? Is this going to be something that's going to allow me to feel good and, and put me on a path to wellness and, and actual health from the inside out? 
Absolutely. Like ask more questions. And again, like getting that clarity for yourself first, like, are you chasing after somebody else's pretty Instagram stuff? Or are you chasing after your own peace and your own confidence and your own like good, healthy feelings? Because if you can't tap into that, then you're missed like any of the other questions or any of the other things you do don't matter because you're not doing what's best for you. And I always like to tell like, tell all my clients and everybody is the person who knows best what you should be doing for your health is you. And for sure, it can be great to get resources like and learn things and get, you know, mentors or coaches or find a community. Those things are so, so helpful, but always understanding that the person who's going to be your best expert is still your own body. And that's so, so important to remember, no matter what gets thrown at you, because there's Mm -hmm. everybody's a freaking expert and like everybody has different things that work for them. You know, you have people you see thriving on like paleo or keto, you have people thriving as vegan and that doesn't mean anything if it doesn't work for you. Yeah. So, okay. That being said, within your holistic practice and the things that you have learned, what do you feel like are the universal things like outside of obviously hydration and vegetables? Like what are some of the the universal things that like generally speaking, pretty much everyone that you've worked with or that, you know, like it would help their their health and overall wellness thrive? Yeah. Like, I mean, aside, like you said, from those basics that I mentioned, like moving to less processed foods is always going to be a good thing. Like, and you don't have to be a crazy person about it, but moving to more whole foods is always going to be helpful. And you see that across like so many different wellness programs, whether you are eating, you know, grain free and that style or more vegan, but getting more plants on your plate and eating more whole foods is always going to be a good thing for your wellness. I don't think that's ever going to be bad. Um, honestly, like switching to that and getting in the kitchen just a little bit can be really, really helpful. And I'm not saying you have to, you know, prep every single one of your meals or you have to have hours and hours, but actually just being a little bit in control of your food because things like, you know, all the oils we use in restaurants that are more Mm pro-inflammatory, those kind of things, um, being a little bit in control of your own spices and flavorings and oils and that kind of stuff. Again, that's just moving more to whole foods, but that can be really, really helpful. And you don't have to be perfect about it. I think that's another piece too, is like just doing what you can and showing up as best you can can Mm -hmm. be a big part of the process too. Cause so many of us are perfectionists and we want to do all or nothing. Um, doing a little bit every single day is going to get you so much further than if you are all in on a meal plan for three weeks and then you're just like, okay, back to, back to, you know, the, the same old for the rest of the year. Like that's not going to help you. (laughs) Yeah. So how would you, how would you start? Like if someone has like super, super nervous about stepping into the kitchen and doesn't really know like how to even start incorporating like healthy meals or even just like snacks. Like how would you, how would you recommend that they get started? I like to have um, all of my clients and anybody like really, really just getting started just to pick one meal of their day that they're going to start with. Cause I think it can get really overwhelming when you look at your whole day and you're like, okay, what do I make for breakfast and lunch and dinner? So starting with one meal, like picking your, your breakfast, a snack, lunch, dinner, whatever. And for that week, just learning a recipe around that and getting comfortable making that just that, you know, one or two things maybe. And you can start easy, you know, start with some smoothies for breakfast Mm -hmm. or scrambles with some veggies. You don't have to get crazy. That's the thing is getting in the kitchen doesn't mean overcomplicated. Like I'm one of the laziest people sometimes when it comes to getting in the kitchen. Like I cook a lot, Mm -hmm. but a lot of it is sometimes really, really easy throw together things. So looking for Um, kind of that one meal and be like, okay, I'm going to find one or two recipes and try this out that week and just start getting comfortable with that one thing. 
Um, and I always like to start with basics like smoothies, soups, salads, scrambles are really easy things that you don't need a ton of guidance around, you know? So picking one meal and getting comfortable with that is definitely a really good place to get started and letting it be simple. So like yeah. I said, like, you know, a smoothie is really simple. Scrambles are really simple. Stir fries are really simple. Mm -hmm. And you can get comfortable with like, you know, just chopping some veggies and throwing some stuff in a frying pan. Um, from there, kind of getting, you know, playing around with maybe doing a big tray of roasted veggies to have on hand for the week. Like make it so simple. Do one or two things. Like for me, if I don't want to cook at all, I'll just make sure I have some roasted veggies kicking around and I can like, I can figure it out from there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I so, think we, we have these misconceptions that like being in the kitchen means you have to make these super elaborate meals. And I love that you're just focusing on the simple. Cause that's for me too. It's like, I'm busy. I don't have time. Like my meal prep system is 30 minutes for the week. And it's literally making like roasted sweet potatoes, roasted vegetables, probably some like either tempeh or chicken just that I can throw into salads here and there, you know, and like chopping up some veggies for the week pre-chopped. Like my smoothies yeah. are already like set for my mornings and it just makes life so much much easier. So if things get tough or I'm too tired to like actually make dinner when I get home, like I have things I can just throw together and make a hodgepodge meal. It doesn't Absolutely. have to be crazy. And I love that you it sounds very similar to yeah. my you know, <laughs> prep as well. And that's the thing. I feel like people don't, especially when I like get started with clients, people don't believe me that I have these like really quick hacks. I'm like, I live off frozen collie rice guys. Real <laughs> life, real life and cauliflower gnocchi. If you have a Trader Joe's in your area, if you're in the U S it's the best. <laughs> oh, I need, I need to get my hands on some of that big time. Cause yeah, like honestly having like pre-made like collie rice in my freezer things like that are like, game changers totally you know make it, easy. it doesn't have to be like frozen vegetables are great I I think that so so many people like try to shy away from that and I'm like why it's yeah. fantastic and then that way if you like they're great like stir fry packages too you can snag like if you're just running low on time or you just don't have time to meal prep. Like that's a yeah. really easy way to be. Don't let do the that. perfect be the enemy of the good. Like mm. I think people have this picture and don't get me wrong. I do love to cook. I do it for a living <laughs> and I love getting creative and making elaborate meals and all that kind of stuff. But that isn't my every day. I think people, and sometimes I'm even nervous to post some of my meals all the time. Cause I think people get this idea that I'm like constantly just making the fanciest dinners and lunches. And I'm like, no guys, I blended some stuff. This is baby food. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I think like that's so accessible. And I think that's what neat what what wellness is and should be is accessible. It should be super simple. You shouldn't be spending like a shit ton of money on all this crazy stuff that like this plan is telling you that you need to buy and like blah blah blah. Like, yes, I tend to spend a little more on like meats because I tend to eat grass fed because I just believe in like locally sourced stuff. But other than that, like my, my groceries for two people every single week is like probably $65 and we eat a lot of food. Like it just <laughs> doesn't have to be more than that, you know? Um, and that is the nice thing with, I think moving to whole foods. Like, I don't know why people have this impression that healthy foods are so much more expensive. Like maybe supplements and like protein powders and stuff are, but vegetables and like mm -hmm. proteins are not that expensive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah, especially when you're letting it be simple, you don't need to get all these crazy, like you know, different things to get started, like get some veggies, get yeah. some, you know, get some good grains that work for you. And like, that's it. Yeah. You it do not need really to be buying simple. like nutritional yeast and liquid aminos and the fuck no. else in order to no. be on the healthy train. But I, I believe that for years because I was following plans that had recipes that attached those things to it. And it's like, I was spending 
probably like $150 a week just for myself. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Unhealthy eating, quote unquote. And I like could hardly afford rent, like, you know, like let alone groceries, you know? Um, But, you know, we're, yeah, we're brainwashed to believe that we need all these things because of course, like programs want you to spend money and companies want you to spend money. And it's a whole industry now. Like it's becoming, wellness is becoming kind of like, there's some elitism in it now, you know, Mm -hmm. like they're, there's judgment passed if you aren't buying this, you know, organic grass fed beef collagen with this and that. And it's like some people, for some people that is great. And if you can afford that, and that's something that, you know, benefits your health a lot, that's awesome. But that isn't for everyone and wellness, like everybody it's your, it's your freaking birthright to feel good and Mm. fuel your body well. And it makes me crazy that people think there's all these barriers to energy. There should not be this much stuff around it. I love that. I'm like, just what you just said is like rippling through my body. It's your birthright to feel good. Like, yes, yes. A hundred times. Yes. It's your birthright (laughs) to feel so freaking good. Like why are we putting all these pressures on ourselves and doing things that we know are going to not align that way? Like people always ask me like, why, why are you a health coach? Like you're so like, honestly, like healthy living is like a time, the tiniest amount of what I actually end up doing with my clients. Cause it's all about confidence building and building up courage and like tactics for journaling and stuff that I love that are like the inner work, Mm -hmm. the mental health, but health is so all encompassing. And why? Because I want to live to be old and kicking and having like great sex until I'm like dead and I want to be able to run around with my dogs and like do all the things and be able to hike and go on these adventures like I want that life and that's why like I think healthy living should be something that every single person wants and strives for and And it can look different for everyone is the thing it doesn't have to look the way it looks for me it doesn't have to look the way it looks for you it can look however you need it to look to feel good but stop yeah people create all these barriers to entry like oh if I can't afford this and this and this why even freaking bother like Mm -hmm. no I hate I hate that that's what the industry is sometimes becoming like I wish and I like love the work I do but I'm the same as you I feel sometimes silly calling myself like a health or nutrition coach I'm like what I do with health and nutrition feels like a small part yeah but it's yeah the industry itself has become kind of this whole thing that's lost the point is that we should all be able to feel good and it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. Yeah. And just finding someone in your corner, whether it's Aaron or someone else that can like help you navigate that, like investing in yourself and your health is the most important thing you should ever do. And I, I know as women, it's really hard to say, okay, I'm going to like literally invest money into myself outside of like a target run where we snag those random tanks that have all those things yeah. on and then we never actually wear them. Um, right. Like I know, I know you're sitting here and nodding your head. Like that is, that is what we do. Like we don't invest in ourselves in positive ways. Right. So like choose to take a new path. Like if you're not if you're not on the healthy living train right now, like hop on, invest in something that's going to allow you that accountability and start making small shifts because it's going to be such a game changer. So I love that. And I think that this has been such a life-giving conversation. I adore you so much. Um, before we, before we hop off, I always do like a fun little ending with my peeps. So are you ready for some fast questions? I'm ready. All right. What (laughs) is your favorite word? My favorite word. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, 
it just, I have so, you know how you have like so many things in your head that are like, oh, I the love that that's word. that's in your brain right now. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to say it. <laughs> say it. The first thing that came to my mind. Okay. So we went to um, the lake a few weeks ago and I bought this big unicorn. <laughs> and I it was like a big inflatable unicorn and I named him sparkle farts and I was like I really like that word sparkle farts I'm obsessed and that there's no better <laughs> answer not even a word it's like made up it is it a word now sparkle farts to uh, fart sparkles out of your butthole that's what it, it means. it'll be great <laughs> I love it okay your go-to order at your favorite restaurant go-to order at my favorite restaurant is always soup. I am like a soup. Per- I could eat soup for every single meal. It doesn't matter what kind of soup doesn't I will matter. eat it. I, was gonna ask. I love it. Oh my God. That's so funny. All right. All right. Soup, I love yeah. all soup. Do you have anything I don't with your soup or is it just soup? If I can get like some kind of good, like flatbread or like a crisp mm-hmm. or a cracker, that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. I'm into okay. that, but all honestly, right. like a good hearty bowl of soup. Don't discriminate. I'll take it all. <laughs> I was not expecting you to say that at all, and I love it. I know it's so basic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just feel like I'm so surprised people people are just like sushi or you know like something like. Oh, more I mean, like I exotic. love sushi and stuff, but <laughs> soup is just soup. <laughs> it brings me life. <laughs> a basic so lady. <laughs> all right, and then what are you not super great at? What am I not super great at? Okay, this is. Can this be just like? totally inconsequential and random of course I'm terrible at sweeping like I can't sweep floors that's hilarious (laughs) like I always miss things and like I I don't know what even like my boyfriend will watch me sweeping and he'll be like what is wrong with you right now like I can't get the motion right it's have you invested in a vacuum yes (laughs) absolutely (laughs) I cannot sweep Oh my god, that's so funny. I love that so much. Just the most random answers. But you know what? Random answers are always the best. There is nothing better than just like a weird ass random answer. That's how I thrive off of. All right, last question. What does it mean to you to live a fuck yes life? Oh, I like this question. Um, To me, it is knowing what like getting really clear on what are the actual things that are really important to you and showing up for them as much as you can every day, trusting your gut and not just listening to what everybody's supposed, like telling you you're supposed to do, actually Mm -hmm. living your life from your intuition and having fun, having some freaking fun with things because life is too short not to play and laugh at ourselves and have a good time. (laughs) I love that so much. What a beautiful, beautiful answer. I could not agree more. All right. Where can our listeners connect with you on the interwebs? Obviously all the stuff will be in the show notes for you guys. Um, so you can always find me at my website. It's just erinsmandich.com. Um, I've got some little freebies on there too. I've got like little intuitive eating meal plans and video trainings. You can find me on Instagram at erinsmandich. That's usually where I'm most active. I like pretty pictures mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can also, I have a private Facebook group as well. Healthy eating made effortless. So you can find me there too. Love it. Thank you so much. You are the absolute best. Thank you for having me. And there you have it. 
Thank you so much, Aaron, for coming on the podcast and for everything we talked about in today's episode. You can swipe in your podcast app and check out the show notes or head over to www.amandacatherineloy.com. That's Catherine with a K like kitchen um, forward slash podcast forward slash 36. And as always, I will see you guys inside my Facebook group, Live Your Fuck Yes Life. Um, I just changed the name, you guys, and we're taking it in a really fun direction. I'm going to be doing some free challenges in there and just pouring my heart out with live videos to you guys and sharing with you guys my tools and tricks and everything um, in that space. Um, so come on over if you're not already in our space. It's just live your fuck yes life. Again, that'll be in the link in um, our show notes. Um, and shout out this episode if you found it invigorating. If you learned something, um, share it on your on your Instagram. Um, post a review on iTunes. It means the absolute world to me and that is how this podcast gets around to all the other earbuds. Um, and until next week, you guys, I will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. <laughs>